you, you, wine is meant to be enjoyed. You know, it's yeah. meant to be enjoyed. Um, someone asked me today, Nicolette, what makes you happy? And I said, wine, food, and friends together. Yeah. That's what makes me happy. <laughs> you are now tuned in to another episode of the Wine Chronicles podcast with your host, Madison McNeil. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Also, follow us on our Instagram and Facebook page at Wine Chronicles Podcast. So grab a glass and sit on your ass. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Wine Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host Madison McNeil and today's episode is going to be with Nicolette Page. She is the author of Wine for Mere Mortals and it is available on Amazon right now for purchase. You guys go out there and purchase that book. It is affordable and it is a easy read so you will be able to read this book in at least a day and you will be able to finish this book and go out to your local grocery store and purchase a bottle of wine and your eyes will be you know open a little bit more on how this wine was made uh if it's dry if it is uh a little bit lighter uh than any other wine and you guys we did do this episode on a zoom meeting so i apologize ahead of time for the audio but you will be informed nonetheless, and this is Nicolette Page, the author of Wine for Mere Mortals. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation. Glad that you were able to uh, come on and talk to us today about educate us, because you'll be educating me as well, um, about wine and the different types and what um, wine etiquette is. And uh, mm-hmm. so... I did get to go uh, and look over your book uh, from the link that you sent to me in um, our uh, oh, lovely. And uh, I really like, I really liked it. And I wanted you to tell us just a little bit back uh, about before it, or the process it took for you to come up with the idea to write one uh, from your mortal. Um, okay, so the idea for the book. Um, I have a lot of friends, and um, very few of my friends actually understand how to drink wine. And whenever I would try to explain it to them, they would always be like, oh my gosh, Nicolette, no, What's, what is this Merlot, Chardonnay, oh my god, like, we're never going to remember that. So what I did is, um, I was like, okay, how do I get these women to understand? And I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to compare the different types of wine to the different types of people you might date. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of how I formulated the actual talk around it. And I thought it's something that's a lot more relatable mm-hmm. um, for somebody, let's say, who's a bit intimidated wine. If you're like, no, Malo is like, you know, the guy or girl next door, stable, yeah. that's the person you marry, you know, you can basically relax around them, have a good time, not feel like you have to perform or, you know, be someone you're not. And so that was my thinking around doing the wine book. Where you're from? Okay. Well, I'm from Zimbabwe, but I live in Botswana, so I am African. Um, 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always an interesting thing having to describe that, I guess, because so many people live in other areas of the world that actually do read the wine book. And it's always like, oh, Botswana, you know, it sounds so exotic. And, you yeah. know, you kind of like look around, you're like, mm, it doesn't seem very exotic here, but OK, <laughs> yes, exotic, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I live in a country called Botswana. Um, claims to fame. Yeah. Um, claims to fame of Botswana. Um, we have lots of diamonds. Uh, lots and lots of diamonds. The entire economy is built up with diamonds. Um, Harry proposed to Meghan Markle here. Um, and we've got lots of great wildlife. Oh, wow. So that is, um, where is that located? Like what um, country? Okay. So in terms of where Botswana is located, I think most people, if you're looking at the map of Africa, if you look right at the bottom, it's just covered with South Africa. And if you look right on top of South Africa, you find Botswana. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you a student? Like, did you go to school for journalism or you just just like? No. Oh, God. No. Ah, no. Um, I just love writing. I love expressing myself. Um, the line book, I actually wrote it because... Um, I was doing my MBA and um, I was trying to fast track my MBA. And then immediately after doing the MBA, I was like, I just, I just want to throw everything out of my head. I don't want to think about finance. I don't want to think about marketing. I want to think about something different to just get all of this stuff out of my head. And I thought, you know, why not actually just sit down and, you know, write about wine? Because, I mean, a lot of people consider me to be a wine snob. I don't really think I'm a wine snob. But <laughs> I suppose people who are not really accustomed to wine are like, ah, she's such a wine snob. It's like, no, I just know the etiquette. Yeah. That doesn't make me a snob. And then I sat down over three you know, um, it's not a really big book, you know, because I do say, you know, you should be able to know everything you need to know about wine in one day after reading it, after going through it. And I, I put it all down. I made it very colorful because, you know, I, I like colorful things. I'm a very poor student, so I do not like reading boring things. You just like text and text and text and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm dying. So, um that was kind of the thinking process around actually creating the book. That's, that is so interesting because I know um, I like to write and I like to, well, I just write about anything and I never thought to write about like something that I really wanted to, you know, uh, give my, my expertise on. And I know that that can just make you like, write it so quick you know because you're so you have so many ideas and so many things to say so that is a really i feel like a wine making a book about wine is really great because everybody loves wine number one well most people you know love wine but so many people just get you know pick up any bottle like and they don't care to know how it's made um what what type of foods you eat with it because I thought I just I'm just now learning that you know you wine is good for a certain type of food and it brings out the taste in different type of food and you can use it to cook so I think that um it's really great to educate people about those type of things you want to know what you're drinking and experience you know the taste of the different wines every time you ever drunk your first <laughs> glass of wine I would say high school. Uh, I was probably about 15 years old. 
and it wasn't really good wine. It was, um, I was in boarding school, I went to boarding school, and it was like one of these days uh, where my friends decided that they were just going to engage in all-out chaos, and we were like, okay, so we're getting this, um, you know, these five liters, and we're actually just going to just drink it all, and then I was like, okay, whatever, sign me up for it. <laughs> I think that was the first time, and then after that, the second time that had wine I think was on my mom's birthday mm-hmm. and I made the mistake that a lot of wine drinkers make and just getting any bottle and just being like okay we're just all going to sorry um pause thank you very much <laughs> it's my birthday so everyone's like happy birthday oh yes happy like, birthday I totally forgot it was your birthday yeah it's been a very busy day actually it's just like oh, everything happened all at the same time so I bought that wine and none of us enjoyed it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a mess. And then I think that was when I was around 21. I've never really been the type of person who needed to drink alcohol to have fun. So it actually took me a long time to get into drinking wine, you know. Um, and for me, it was actually a learning process. You know, it was me actually saying, you know what? I want to learn about this. I want to learn about the culture. I want to understand exactly what I'm doing. Uh, so it was more of a of, a, of an experience, a very strong learning experience. And that was around 25, actually, uh, when I took that step into it. And uh, and I wanted. I, I realized that so many people have bad experiences with wine. So. Um, Whenever you talk to people about drinking wine, they're always like, oh, I don't like the taste. And that's because, you know, they just pick any bottle yeah. and then they expect it to taste like grape juice because they know <laughs> wine. Yes. And then it doesn't taste like that. In fact, it's just like, ah. So that's why one of the things that I did when I was um, creating my, my book was to put a wine map in it to basically show you which wines to start off with, because it really is about developing a palate, you know, so it's about finding, you know, the sweeter ones, sampling those, and then slowly but surely having the dry wines and then moving that way. Yeah. So do you do, you guys have like, um, like a wine tasting and vineyards over where you are located? Um, well, there are a few wine tasting events that they do host here, but Botswana is not really a wine country because the majority of the country is a desert. Um, but there are companies that do specialize in wine tastings. And when I'm in South Africa, especially Cape Town, Cape Town is is an amazing place for wine tasting. Like to go wine tasting in Cape Town. Um, I'm I'm always saying that I hate Chardonnay. I absolutely cannot stand Chardonnay. And um, every time I go wine tasting, I always taste Chardonnays. So I'm always like, maybe I'll find the Chardonnay that'll convince me yeah. that all of this is worth the pain. And I never ever find a Chardonnay that I like. It it has that. Um, it's like so bitter. It's bitter than well, it's not as bitter as a red wine, but it's just like the the aftertaste that it has is just different. But I think it has most it has seems like it has the most Um well you know when it comes to wine, I always say that, you know, when it comes to wine People need to taste a variety of wines yeah. because wine is also like meat. The same way that, you know, you may be partial to um, if it's white meat, you may be partial to turkey instead of chicken or quail or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So with wine, it's the same thing. It's it's according to your taste. Yeah. So 
each of the different wines is made from a different type of grape. That's why it's called a Chardonnay, because it's made from a Chardonnay grape. Um, Pinotage is made from Pinotage grapes. Merlot is made from Merlot grapes. So each of the grapes tastes different. So that's why I always tell people, have a wine tasting, go for wine tasting, not to get drunk, because that does happen with a lot of people. But just, you know, to actually just put it in your mouth. I always say, you know, when people say, well, how do I find the right wine? And um, what is all of this about wine notes? Oh, they say it should taste like clear apple, or note of clear apple or blueberries. I'm like, don't think about that, you know. Yeah. Just don't think about that. Put it in your mouth and ask yourself, do I like the way that it tastes in my mouth? Because you can find that, um, like, I like Pinot Grigio. I would say that my favorite white is probably a Pinot Grigio. I can have a, a Sauvignon Blanc, you know, because that is easier to find here. But it's all about how it feels. So you'll find that a lot of the wines, um, the alcohol content um, is determined usually by the amount of initial sugar that was um in the wine so the, the the sugar comes from the grapes so the sweeter the grapes um you tend to have more alcohol in them you know yeah. and then that's why you tend to find sweeter wines usually have a lower percentage of alcohol content in them so it's really just about you know taking time to find out what you like and um perhaps going through a process where if you're looking for um, the types of wines you might like, then just only taste white wines. Go and find a range of white wines and then taste each of them. Drink some water to cleanse your palate and, you know, have the next wine and then ask yourself, okay, which one did I like in my mouth? And after it went down, how did my mouth feel? And then go based on that and, and, and pick your favorite. So is that why whenever I see, I usually watch people, I've yet to go to a wine tasting. But I usually watch, like, whenever people do go, they kind of, like, swish it around in their mouth. Just to, I guess that's the process of feeling it and seeing how you like it. So some wine can be a bit bitter and it can make your mouth have a, you know, an aftertaste or whatever. But I kind of go for, when I was first starting out to drink, I used to drink the more fruity uh, wine. And now I'm more with, I want a, a wine that, based off of how it's going to make me feel after one glass. So if it calms me down and at the end of the night I can go to sleep, then that's usually my favorite uh-huh. <laughs> type of wine. So I actually think that that's actually a pretty um, sound way of selecting, you know, which wines you actually want to drink. I, I think that's a great way. It depends on how it makes you feel. I mean, there's certain wines where, you know, if you... Um, drink them uh you will basically not be able to actually last the the night after having drunk like three glasses and then there's certain wines like i can find that you know from uh, drinking a pinot grigio i can drink bottle after bottle after bottle and the conversation is flowing and and it's all going really well because you know the different um wines also have different levels of acidity so it does also kind of affect your stomach in a particular type of way so i would say you know whatever makes you feel happy at the end of the day i always feel like um when you're drinking wine for pleasure and, and not to get drunk, um, then, you know, you will enjoy the process even yeah. more. Because I tend to find maybe it is like maybe with our particular generation that, you know, well, I, not even our particular generation, I think a lot of people, well, even much older people, you know, um, when it comes to um, drinking, it's just like gulp, 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 <laughs> and I want to forget yeah. all my problems. And 
if that's what people do, I'm not going to judge nobody for right. doing that. But then at, at some point, um, you do need to actually just stop and, and, and see what, what you like and, yeah. and what you enjoy. And I mean, um, there's this quote, I think, by Benjamin Franklin, I think um, he said that um, wine is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy, you know. So I believe in that in the happiness part of it, not the drown my sorrows part of it. And it's a very, um, wine can be very delicate, and, you know. That's why it's very important that, you know, when you do go wine tasting, take your time. Yeah. Um, my friends always, um, friends like to go wine tasting with me because I'm literally that person when, when they're pouring the wine, take a sip and then take a second sip and then I'm done with it. And then I pour out the glass into my friend's glass. They already have a glass. Everyone likes to go, you know, um, wine tasting with me because they know, okay, I'm going to get flashed. You know, so I'm like, no, I need someone to come with me so they can also drink my wine. Yeah. Because I'm just going to sip, you know, and then move on. Because I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, the personality and, uh, and, and whether I want to continue drinking it or whether and, and in what context I want to drink it. Because, you know, like you said, some wines tend to be a bit more dry or you, you put it as bitter. And that's actually the tannins in the wine. Um, tannins come from the skin of the grape. So that's why you get that kind of like a bitter type of taste. So the longer that the the juice of the grape is left with the skin of the grape, the, the harsher the tannins come. But you can actually tell how um, dry a wine is going to be just by looking at it. Yeah. That's why, you know, um, people that drink wine, you know, they... they Hold it, they obviously swish the glass and then they, they raise it up to the light because when you do that, then the sun comes through and you can tell how dark it is. Mm-hmm. So just by looking at the darkness of it, you can be like, okay, this is going to be a bit dry. And then if the wine is a bit lighter, you know, okay, it's probably going to be a, a lighter wine to drink. And it's the opposite with white wines, you know, um, you tend to find that the more clearer a wine is, is looking, the more yellow it is versus orangey. Um, then you know the the more yellow ones are definitely going to be the dry ones, essentially. Wow, that I just learned something because I did not know, or I wouldn't have thought to think. You know, why is it so dry? It's because of the the skin of the grape. And I, as you said that, I kind of re like th- thought about eating the grape, and it is really um, like bitter tasting of the skin. So that makes a lot more sense. So now when I go to the store, <laughs> I'm going to be looking at wine in a whole different, you know, light rather than opposed to just like, well, I'm not going to lie. I sometimes will choose if I'm going to do different wines. And that's what I do whenever I'm doing my podcast, I try to try out different ones. But I will look at the label. So if the labels look like kind of bring. That and I feel like they do that for certain people because they know like the labels can be a little bit more catchy and it'll make you kind of want to buy it and see how it tastes. So I I I sometimes do that or I sometimes just like go back to my uh, you know my normal uh, bottle of wine. But I do think that now I will be looking like okay, let me think about this. So I'm not gonna get the darker wine if I don't want something that's gonna be I would say that Merlot is a it's it's a it's a medium bold medium bold um, 
red. So that's why I say like Malo is the person next door who you marry. You know, because this table, you, you're not expecting any surprises. You yeah. know, you're having pizza. Malo, <laughs> you know, you're having a burger. Malo, it's just chill. Um, but I would say that for people who do not really like the the intense dryness of red wines, um, the best thing to drink would really be I think a Pinot Noir because it is red it has the same alcohol content but it's very light on the tongue very very light on the tongue um in terms of white wines I mean if you want to go sweet um a Zinfandel um you guys uh have a some very good Zinfandels which are made in California um I I like the barefoot one and it's really cheap it's it's about five dollars I think your side so the the barefoot um Zinfandel it's the pink um I would also say try a Riesling um Rieslings do tend to be a bit a bit sweet yeah not not like apple juice but they do have that hint of sweetness that kind of just pulls you in and I suppose you can also do a rosé doing rosés is very difficult for me because again I am a person who kind of knows which um which grape varietals I actually like and so based on that you know with the rosé sometimes you don't know which grape is made from it's just like oh it's a rosé and I'm like who is a parents this is an orphan I don't want to drink an orphan you know like what is you know the illegitimate children here you know it's like I don't know what's in it um that's also why I don't tend to bring um you know sometimes you'll get into a store and you'll just find a certain sweet red I'm like what's that like what's in it like which grapes are in it or dry red it's like what's this what's in it you know because the last thing I'd want is to end up with something that has um you know chardonnay grapes in it I think and that's kind of the reason why I don't like champagne because a lot of champagne is made from chardonnay and I cannot stand chardonnay so I would say uh, stop the salt of Zinfandel and then move on to uh, a Riesling, or you can start with a Riesling. And the next white wine to move to is perhaps, um, there's, a, there's a wine called a Columbar. Mm-hmm. It tends to be very, very light on the tongue, very, very light on the tongue. And then afterwards, if you want to go into the more serious wines, kind of go with the Pinot Grigio. I tend to find that the Pinot Grigio is easier on the tongue than versus a Chardonnay Blanc or a Chardonnay. So, yeah, it, it, it's just take it easy. No, it, sh- it should be a learning adventure. You know, it should just be something that you do for fun. Because you, you, wine is meant to be enjoyed. You know, it's yeah. meant to be enjoyed. Um, someone asked me today, Nicolette, what makes you happy? And I said... Wine, food, and friends together. Yeah. That's what makes me happy, you know. So it's it's something like that, you know. So you need to just go with the flow and, and the process, but don't just gulp. Ask yourself, how does it feel? How does it make me feel, you know? Yeah. After the first sip, at the end of the bottle, how do you feel? Are you happy? Yeah, that's what I, I really like the way you put it because, Wine, I always think of whenever I want to go to a so- or have a social gathering, I always want to have like a couple bottles of wine because that wine really complements everything to me. <laughs> it, it really does. Yeah. When would you say um, you like to have a glass of wine? What's the best time to have? Oh, dear. That is a bad question because I'm one of those people who think any time is tea time. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I have a friend, whenever, like, uh, I went to my friend's house, it was, like, 8 a.m., and she had a beer, and I was like, oh, you already started, and she's like, the stomach is not opening time. Um, well, um, social convention says, social convention says you uh, start drinking, you can start drinking at 11, but you're drinking light wines, you're drinking your rosés, you're drinking those sweeter wines, which are not too heavy in alcohol. If you're drinking a wine that's heavier, you're probably having more Um Hi guys, if you're like me and you're trying to find a way that you can make your own podcast, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to do that. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. You can distribute your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can get money with minimum listenership. And everything you need to know is on Anchor. You can download it for free on the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I would say that there are times when you shouldn't be drinking, which is for me, it's right before bed. Um, because, um, unfortunately, or rather maybe it is fortunate, um, I'm one of those people that doesn't get hangovers. I don't know what a hangover feels like, but, uh, the opposite thing that happens. Yeah, no, I I don't know what a hangover is. I've I've never had a hangover in my life, but the opposite thing that happens for me is that the more I drink, the worse my sleeping pattern gets. So it's like if, if I drink a whole lot, like a um usually i'll be up at 3 a.m and my mind will be like okay cool we're done right no more sleeping we're good to go everything's fine and it's like no you need to go back to bed it's like no we're good uh do you wanna maybe start working on something <laughs> so i would say i have noticed that just before bed is not a good time for me to be drinking um that that's the only steadfast rule that i think i have um, I, I guess also well i guess it would say something i guess it depends on society would say something about you apparently if you start drinking at 8 a.m for instance yeah. and i'm kind of like i don't know i think i think it's kind of weird i i, I guess maybe people that wake up and think of alcohol have problems or it's just like hey you know that thing i really like i'm gonna start drinking i'm gonna start my morning with that thing that i really like so i i think it depends I, everyone should look at themselves and um and see if they have a problem if you've got a problem then you probably shouldn't be drinking at 8 a.m right. <laughs> and, say, and you probably shouldn't be drinking at 4 and you shouldn't be yeah. drinking at 7 p.m either you know it's just like <laughs> you know yeah when I'm cooking and I like one right before bed. Sometimes I don't finish it. I just want to just sip on it. <laughs> just I just want to bear with me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, it's very good company. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. And it'll, it just with, depend, it depends on the type that I get, but just with like one or two sips, it'll, you know, just calmly put me in the sleep. If I don't use my chamomile tea, then, you know, wine is the next best thing for me. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm so informed. Um, I feel like I'm going to end up researching more stuff about wine because whenever I start thinking about things and, and just have, like, one piece of information, I start just wanting to, like, know more. And um, I do want to have opportunity to where I get to go to a, um, a wine tasting one day or or uh, walk through a, a, a vineyard or something like that. Can people uh, connect with you and purchase your book? 
All right. Um, thank you for asking. Well, you can go straight to um, Amazon and buy this wine for me and mortals. It's five dollars, so it's not up there in terms of the pricey. And if anyone wants to reach out to me, they can go to my website, which is wineforneamortals.com. There's a chat app on here. Or you can also send me an email, um, Nicolette at wineforneamortals.com. And I'd actually, you know, suggest that you know you don't have to wait. To go to the Considering the fact that you know the COVID thing and people not wanting to be gathered, it's also something that you know you could do over a Zoom call. You know, yeah. each of you could you know get like maybe three different bottles and then just taste and ask each other. I don't know what you think. Do you like it? Do you not? I don't know. And you know, experiment with it. Um, it's a very joyful thing. And, and uh, thank you so much, Nicolette. Um, I appreciate you for reaching out to me because I. My it's wine chronicles, so I want everybody to know about wine, and I want to know about it as well. <laughs> mm. No, thank you very much for actually uh, being interested and in having me on. You're welcome. This has and been an happy- amazing conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Yes, I did too. Thank you so much, and happy birthday! I'll let you uh, <laughs> celebrate the rest of your day, and I hope you have a good one. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope I have a good one, actually, for what's <laughs> left of the day, yeah. actually. I do anticipate it will be great, but uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Awesome. I look forward to it. is Madison. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wine Chronicles. I really enjoyed chatting with you all and if you haven't listened to previous episodes, make sure you do so. Check back on Sundays through Fridays for brand new episodes where we talk over a glass of wine. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Wine Chronicles Podcast and you'll see what topics we will discuss. Chat with you soon. Hey. Coffee? Abstaining. Hungry? Maybe. Movie? Seen it. Fast play? What's fast play? The new game from the Connecticut Lottery with a growing jackpot. Growing jackpot? Think big. It's easy? The easiest. And fast? Super fast. Quick like a bunny? Yep. Formula One fast? Faster. 5G speed? Wrong ad. Fast play from the Connecticut Lottery. Play fast. Win big. Use your game sense. Odds vary by and during games. Must be 18 or older to purchase. CTLottery.org.